It's Rant Delicious. Welcome to episode number two of the SEO Rant. My name is Morty Oberstein. You may know me as the SEO liaison over at Wix, but let me be perfectly clear with you. This has nothing to do with that. This is pure, unofficial, morning magic, semi-insanity. So how does the SEO rant work? Really quickly before we dive into today's topic, today's topic, by the way, is SEO data and why we should get off that train just a little bit. Um, Here's how it works. I release a rant whenever the hell I freaking feel like it. That's the beauty of this. There is no set schedule. I can rant once a week. I can rant 10 times a day. I can rant once a year. Who knows? I don't even know. You can't force being annoyed. You can't force excitement and passion. So there's no set schedule for the rant. It also helps me because like this is a side project that I'm doing and I don't really have time exactly all the time. So that also is part of it. That does make following this podcast a little bit hard. So you can follow the podcast on Twitter at SEO Rant. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Morty Oberstein. I'll release updates and tell you when an episode might be coming out. You can also f- um, subscribe at theseorant.com or on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Spotify or on Google Podcasts or Player FM or on Overcast or on Deezer and this one and that one and all these other wonderful places where you can find podcasts and SoundCloud and whatever, whatever, whatever. So you can subscribe there and just be notified. Uh, okay, so today we're talking SEO data and why we're a little bit addicted to it and maybe why we shouldn't be. So Gary Sterling over at Search Engine Land posted an article talking about how pollsters got the polling wrong for the recent election um, and what that might mean for market research. So he basically says, be cautious with, with survey data. I'm summing it up in one line. Like, yes, be cautious with survey data. You should. You, you sh- and, you should be, and you should definitely read this article. I'll post it into the, uh, into the show notes. Good article that it was. My initial reaction was, Duh. Like, yeah. Like, obviously. Not that I'm, I'm criticizing Gary at all. Like, the article's a great article. I'm criticizing us. Does that make it better that I'm criticizing all of us and not Gary now? I guess not. Whatever. I'm criticizing all of us. Um, because we love our data in SEO. We love SEO data. We cherish it. We wash our SEO data. We brush his hair at night. We stroke his back. We sing lullabies to our SEO data. We, you know, um, powder its face. Whatever it is, we pamper SEO data. We love SEO data. Um, and we totally misuse it. I mean, I, and maybe now we're starting to get off that gravy train. Now that jump shot, you know, a couple of, was it, was it a year ago already? Where all of a sudden, like, keyword um, search volume data came into question. Because now there's no jump shot and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, I'm thinking this whole time, like, yeah, they're all kind of crap forever. So it's not really new news. But okay, we're finally starting to see the light that maybe the keyword search volume data we're getting from all of the tools is kind of crap. So maybe we're trying to, this, you know, this, we're moving the needle a little bit here. But I think the reason why, I think the reason why we make this mistake with data and over-relying on it, because there's, there's two types of data. I mean, for my purposes here today, there's probably like a million types of data. And it's not in some, some of a, you know, official statement. There are two types of data. There's probably a million types of data. But for the way I'm breaking it down, there's two types of data. There's really simple data, simple performance data, right? Um, you make a change on your website. You, you add whatever, you take out whatever, you optimize whatever, and the rank goes up, impressions go up, and traffic goes up. Well, that's pretty straightforward. The data pretty much tells you what the hell is going on right there. You don't need to be um, Einstein or Feynman or Stephen Hawking to figure that out. Insert whatever genius you prefer. It's pretty straightforward. Then there's data that tries to explain underlying behavior or underlying sentiment or underlying whatever. Anything is underlying and that's really tricky stuff right there, right? That kind of data, I mean, one, there's the data, 
itself, which is complicated. Then there's your ugly ass, which is also complicated. And to what extent does the data align to your specific situation and your specific site or your specific circumstance or as I'm scientifically describing it, your ugly ass? Okay, data is an average. It's, it's often an average, okay? And that average may or may not apply to your situation. But whoa, I just blew some minds there. Yes, that's an average. That's how averages work. I will give you the perfect example of this from the 2020 World Series. Yep, we're talking baseball. I'm surprised we didn't talk baseball in the first episode. But here we are talking baseball in the second episode. Okay, baseball is now built on analytics. If you don't follow baseball, that's what it is. If you follow baseball, you know all about this, and you're probably angry and as I am. Okay, by the way, if you want to understand what baseball is in terms of analytics, check out the movie Moneyball with Brad Pitt. Great movie. But in a nutshell, back in the day, there was a team called the Oakland Athletics. I mean, they're still a team now. Uh, and they play in Oakland, and they're called the Athletics, and they play baseball. And they don't make a lot – baseball has no salary cap, which basically means that the teams that make a lot of money, earn a lot of money, do better because they can spend more money. And small market teams don't have that kind of money, so how do you stay competitive? So Brad Pitt's character, whose name is Billy Bean, who was a really sucky player from the Mets, turned general manager for the A's. I don't need to say sucky player for the Mets because all players are sucky for the Mets. But he becomes a general manager for the A's. And he kind of like figure out like how the hell am I going to compete with big market teams that have a lot of money? I'll use analytics. And he starts finding undervalued players by using analytics. And he starts winning a ton of games. And now everybody in baseball, just like SEO, is on the analytics gravy train. What happened though in 2020 or in the World Series in 2020? Well, there was a pitcher. Pitching in the World Series, there's a Tampa Bay Rays versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Rays, if they lost the game, were eliminated. That's it for them. And they had their best pitcher, one of their best pitchers in the game. It was a sixth inning, and the manager comes out, and he thinks to himself, you know what? I am going to take this pitcher out of the game. Even though he's my best pitcher, he's pitching awesome, he's doing great, I'm going to take him out. You know why? Because the analytics told me to. They're in my brain speaking to me, and they told me, hey, manager, take him out. Because the analytics say so. Okay, the analytics say, on average, this pitcher, after the sixth inning, his pitches lose velocity or whatever it is, and he doesn't do as well to take him out of the game. Well, guess what happened? They won? No, they put a new pitcher in, they lost the game, and they should have left the other pitcher in because he was doing great. You know what happened here? The manager was a moron because he doesn't understand analytics. This is somebody using data who doesn't actually understand data. Like, this is a big hate to stereotype here, it's a dumbass baseball player trying to use complicated data. Really good idea. It didn't realize that analytics are an average. The analytics on this player is an average of his best performances, worst performances, middle performances, and you need to analyze right here, right now. What kind of performance am I getting? Am I getting above average performance? Am I getting a below average performance? Or am I getting the average? And I'll just go with the average. You were getting, in this case, an above average performance. You should have seen that. And say, okay, the analytics don't matter here because they're an average. Why is this so complicated? I'm sorry, I'm getting, up, I'm getting up tight because analytics has ruined baseball. Okay, but you understand the problem. They're not linear equations. You have to consider the limitation and the context of the data, and that's really freaking tricky. I mean, in this case with the pitcher, it wasn't really freaking tricky. It's a matter of understanding analytics as an average, and are you getting a better, below, or average performance from this pitcher and, 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 and acting accordingly. But again, the, the manager is a baseball player, not a scientist. In other words, it's a moron using data. 
Okay, so at a certain point, you're going to have, and this is, I know this is going to sound crazy, and we all like some, you know, we all like our SEO studies, and we all like all these things, but by the way, applying those, applying an SEO study to actual real-life, real-world situations is crazy complex. There's tons of limitations in, in, in any study. I love how nobody talks about their limitations in their studies. I literally have like a whole page of limitations that I have to like cut down because there's too many of them when I write up a study. Like there, we should do a better job of that. And then I have a pet peeve about that. In general, that's for a different podcast episode. Okay, but there's a ton of limitations in the study. And, 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 and when you apply it to your particular context, your particular site situation, those limitations grow exponentially. So applying some SEO study to your site it's crazy complex. You should probably not do it without really understanding like exactly how it works out or I would say without you know, making adjustments as needed to your particular situation, okay? At some, which means at some point you're going to have to, dare I say this, use your freaking intuition at some point. Oh, come on, man. Intuition? Yeah, you have to use your intuition. A teacher of mine once said that 99.9% .9 of all of our decisions are based on intuition and if you think we think of intuition almost like as an emotion okay but think of intuition as a as an as most advanced machine learning ai property on the planet assimilating millions of pieces of data unqualifiable data is that a real word i don't know data in real time and making judgment calls based on it. it's a supercomputer and i don't know why we have a problem with intuition. If you think about instinct and intuition from that perspective, it's a supercomputer analyzing a million different factors, a different, a different million, different million, that doesn't make any sense, a, a million different moving parts and calculating the solution to it in real time really quickly. That's freaking awesome. Why don't we use that more? I don't know because we like numbers. Anyway, um, having data is not a substitute for using intuition. Okay, Having data is a way for you to uncover the story that is your situation. It helps you point get you know it helps you get pointed in the right direction. Um, it helps you under by, by it helps you understand what questions you can ask or should ask or should be asking. I'll rephrase it a million times over. You get what I'm saying. It helps you understand what path you should go on so you can uncover the truth. Okay, data is not truth. I think that's a very important point. I think it's a simple point, but for some reason we just don't get it. Okay. Like a person, if you show me data that made no intuitive sense to me, and like I know my site situation, and I know like this is this data says this, but something's not right about it, I would not act on it. I would investigate, I would try to get some clarity, and if I can't, at the end of the day, dare I say this again, I'm going with my gut, I'm going with my instincts. That is a supercomputer, and it's not easy to balance because you have to understand yourself, and that's scary, particularly for me. Maybe not so much for you, but for me, it's very scary. You have to understand like where you're being honest with yourself and it's like legitimate intuition and where you're just being a stubborn jackass who's not willing to change and ignoring data for no good reason. And again, you have to know yourself for that. So I'll give you like a terrible example because I know I'm like way out there in abstraction land right now. Terrible example. Could you read some SEO study that says, I don't know, like reviews outside of proximity are the top um, factor for local pack ranking. I don't know if that's true or not. And you're looking at your situation and what's ranking, what's not ranking, who your competitors are, what's going on around you, and your scenario, and it just doesn't seem like, like that's what's really going on here. There's something else going on here. You can't put your finger on it. It doesn't seem to be the reviews are the problem here you're with you or with your competitors or with everybody. There just seems to be some other consideration for, you know, and that's, that's driving behavior here. I would go with the gut. I would move on. I would forget, okay. I can't qualify it. I can't improve it. Doesn't make it, all the data says that it should be about reviews, but it's not because you know your situation and your site. 
That study doesn't know your situation or your site. That study is some study that was done in a lab somewhere. When I say lab, I mean some SEO's basement. So again, terrible example, but I think you kind of know what I mean. Look, it all comes down to what my grandmother always told me. Don't be a moron. Use your freaking brain, get off the data train, and stop blindly following it along. And that's it for today. Remember, look, check out the SEO Rant at theseorant.com, at SEO Rant on Twitter, at Morty Overseen on Twitter, on Stitcher, on Spotify, wherever. Subscribe. Not a marketing ploy because, again, I don't put out set um, episodes on a set day. So subscribing will just help you keep yourself informed. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you next time. Toodaloo.